This is Todd Hollis, and welcome to another episode of Civil Action. We've got a great guest here, Mr. Steve Irwin, former candidate for lieutenant governor, and he's now running for Congress. He's here at Civil Action. Stay tuned. Check out the show. We are Good morning, Steve. How are you, sir? Good morning, Todd. Good to see you. Thanks for having welcome. me. Hey, man, welcome to Civil Action. I appreciate you making time out of your busy schedule to hang out with us. There's been a lot of changes in the last couple of months, I hear. Yeah, the beard. What do you think, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. You know, well, I mean, the, the beard is certainly one aspect of uh, a few changes that's gone on with you recently. But from what I understand, uh, the last time that you were on my show, uh, you were a candidate for lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania. And now, you know, you're you're a candidate for Congress. How about that? Well, you know, this is uh, it's pretty exciting. We didn't know that Mike Doyle was going to uh, not seek reelection. Uh, nobody okay. knew that. I would have been there from yes. the start. But uh, this is a once in a generation opportunity and the need has never been greater. And uh, so just looking at it, I think I'm the right guy to champion for us and uh, the right person to champion us in Washington, D.C. And so I stepped into the fray. Well, I can't I can't be happier that you took some time out to uh, to talk to us today about about your role. Uh, for Congress. But before we, we get into all of that, let's talk a little bit about you and who you are for the people who, who maybe have not seen the last show. Um, who, who are you? Where are you from? Um, what, what's your background in? And, and, and essentially, you know, what, what do we know or what do we not know about you that we should know? Well, thanks, Todd. I'm uh, so my name's Steve Irwin, and I'm not the crocodile hunter. That's really important that you know that. Uh, and uh, I'm the grandson of immigrants from. Uh, who emigrated from uh, Eastern Europe and escaped persecution in Russia and uh, found their way to our country. Uh, uh, probably about a hundred years ago and, and less. My, my dad uh, was a butcher uh, and uh, my dad who passed away two weeks ago. That's why I have this beard. It's a tradition in our family and faith to uh, not, not shave when uh, one of your parents uh, dies. Please uh, accept so my condolences. Thank you very much. Yeah, my dad was a great guy. He was 90 years old. He uh, he lived a good life, married to my mom for 65 years. My mom's still around. And uh, it was really a real celebration uh, of him. He was uh, he was strong in, until the end. I really miss him and think about him every single day. But I'm looking forward to shaving this off. My wife told me it's coming off. That's a 30 day thing that we do <laughs> and it's gone. Uh, okay. But, you know, growing up, Todd, I grew up in uh, a really a, a very working class, middle-class family. Um, mom tells me that I had uh, most everything that I needed, but not everything I wanted. Um, what I wanted was opportunity. And that's, uh, that's what I got. I got it in spades. And it was the opportunity to help others. And it's really guided my life. Um, from high school, you know, we can talk about any of these, these, these steps along the way, but um, also uh, it gave me the opportunity to go to college. Um, 
I was the first person to graduate from college in, in my family. And I got a scholarship from the newspaper that I worked at as a, as a copy boy, um, the St. Pete Times, and uh, helped me put me through school. And then from there, I went to Washington, D.C., where I worked in the U.S. Senate for our Pennsylvania senator for five years. Uh, that, that was a very interesting time. I can tell you the kinds of things I worked on there, but infrastructure and uh, legislation and appropriations, a lot of things that had a big impact on this region. So we should definitely talk about infrastructure at some point today. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Considering the, the bridge collapsing. Yeah. Yeah. Not far at all from where I, where my family lives. And then, uh, uh, I went, the center I worked for told me I needed to go to law school because he could pay me more and, <laughs> If I had a law degree and uh, uh, I, I wasn't really planning to go to law school, but uh, I learned a lot in law school and I worked my way through law school at Georgetown. And and uh, and that brought me then to uh, Pittsburgh, where I clerked for a judge on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit. And our courthouse is named for Judge Wise. Uh, I know you know it that, is. Todd. And uh, I do. one of the great jurists of our time. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we're obviously at a very interesting time now with Justice Breyer stepping down. Sure. Uh, and then I fell in love with Pittsburgh and I've lived here longer than anyone who's considering running for this seat and uh, uh, raised my family here, convinced my brother to move here from Kentucky, my sister to move here from Florida to uh, they've raised their, gotten married, raised their families here in Pittsburgh. Uh, and they live in Forest Hills and Greenfield and, and uh, I made Pittsburgh my home and really invested in, in, in myself in the community. Uh, gotten involved in many community organizations, and we can talk about those too. But uh, that's that's basically what gets us to to today, where we are sitting at this this incredible inflection point in the history of our country, of our planet, of this region, where we need somebody sure. with experience who can uh, get the job done. And that's why I'm running for Congress, Steve. I, I you know, listen, yeah, I have so much respect and, and admiration for you, and I know we've we've talked a few times. Um, off camera. And I've, you know, I've gotten an opportunity to kind of, you know, get a feel for who you are. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sidestep the important issues. And I, you know, I, you know, you, you, I think, you know, a little bit about me and, and where I stand on some social issues. But, you know, this is a really, really, really interesting time um, as far as politics go um, for I guess, civility, um, democracy. Um, and I don't know that there's a whole lot of trust between, you know, the average lay person and the politician. Um, yep. do, do you have a, do you have a take on that? Do, do you feel the same way? Do you feel that, you know, the, the trust is the same or do you feel that, you know, given what we've seen in the last administration, that, that there seems to be, you know, a disconnect between, um, politics and the, the layperson point of view. Yeah. No. So you're, you're absolutely right, Todd. There is a, there is a distrust in, in this country of, of people who are in politics. And that's in part because, uh, you know, people often do what they, they'll say what they have to do in order to get elected. It's almost like a means to an end. Uh, and they're just not truthful. They're not authentic. They're not, they're not, they're not working on things that truthfully were in the soil. It's in their DNA. It's stuff that they spent their whole lives focused on and trying to understand, um, to get done. So when they get in the position of making a difference, they don't really have the tools to make that difference really to gain the trust of their 
their colleagues, their new colleagues in, in whatever body it is that they're working on. And, or they don't have the skills. They don't really have the years of, of practicing and of, uh, uh, as a lawyer, for example, and, and uh, knowing how to write legislation and how to ask the hard questions in hearings and how to, how to get it done. Uh, and so I think you've got to have that mesh. You've got to have the, the ability to, uh, you got to know who you are and focus on the things that really uh, you're able to really bring some credibility to. You've got to know your, your, the needs of your region because you're never going to be able to do everything. So you've got to really know where the needs are. Focus on those, you know, do some triage, figure out what's going to make a difference in people's lives. Focus on those things and get them done. And I think when, when people start focusing on those things uh, and produce results, uh, then people will start to trust their, their elected officials again. Okay. Fair enough. So, you know, we talked about your role as uh, as lieutenant governor, which is the second highest position here in Pennsylvania. Um, and, you know, you, you seem to, to have a very great platform. And, and now you decided that you no longer want to fill that role. Um, so why why do you believe that working in Congress you know, is somehow a more important or a better position than uh, what you would have done as lieutenant governor, assuming you had been elected? That's a fair question, Todd. And, and I learned so much uh, when I was exploring running for lieutenant governor. I hit 35 counties, met people all over the state, really got a good sense of what the needs are uh, in rural areas and, and places like Philly and Pittsburgh and Erie. Uh, and many of those many of those needs are, are the same, despite the sizes of these various counties. But, you know, look, uh, uh, when I was looking at that, uh, uh, Austin Davis was not uh, not in the race. And Austin Davis, uh, um, after I decided to, I knew when I announced that Austin was likely to run. And I felt very comfortable that that Josh Shapiro would have a great partner in Austin. And uh, I could leave that position and, and, and feel good. That should something happen uh, to to the governor, that we'd be in good hands, and and that uh, he would provide a good perspective and hard work and, and great relationships uh, that would uh, augment what what Josh can do as governor if he's successful, which I certainly hope he is. But uh, with Mike leaving, we only have one congressperson from Western Pennsylvania who's likely to be a Democrat, and uh, that is something we have to take very very seriously. Uh, we've got to have somebody who has experience, who has a record of getting things done. It's the major leagues, Todd. Uh, we, we can't have somebody who's going to learn on the job. You've got to be able to hit the ground running. And uh, I, that's when I look at the field, that's that's what differentiates me from everybody else in this field. Mm -hmm. You Yeah, you, you definitely led into my next question as to why you believe that you were, you know, the, the likely candidate, you know, as as. Well, I don't want to say above the other candidates during the race. I'm sure you all are qualified in your own your own particular way. Absolutely. Um, but essentially, what sets you apart from everyone else? You know. Yeah, I think so it's I, experience. I really think it's experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've got some great people who are talking about getting in this race. We haven't even done petitions yet, and we don't know. Uh, we don't know who who ultimately is going to run. Who's going to be able to get those you know thousands of signatures you need, and and uh, but. I really feel that is experience. I've lived in this region uh, longer, in Pittsburgh longer than everybody who said that they're going to run uh, in in this race. Uh, and for that reason, I know Pittsburgh. And uh, I can check off for you, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Sustainable Pittsburgh, Rainbow Kitchen, working for the Food Bank, 
the Pittsburgh Regional Health Initiative, Three Rivers Rowing. I mean, I could check off all these organizations that I wasn't a, a flash in the pan. These are organizations that I started as just a, a volunteer asking people to sponsor me for Bowl for Kids. And, you know, years later, I'm the longest serving board member of that organization, built our facilities and uh, moved us out of Oakland and into into uh, East Liberty. And and uh, now we're serving uh, a thousand more kids every 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 year than we served when I first got involved in that organization. And I, th- th- through that, I've, I've gotten to know Pittsburghers. I've gotten to know the 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 things that the challenges that Pittsburghers face every from week to week. And I think that really sets me apart. Um, And also uh, my governmental experience just kind of look, we need somebody who's not just can get up there as the DH and can hit the home run. We need somebody who can hit the singles, hit the doubles, hit the triples. We hit the curveball. We got to have somebody who can play first base, pitch, catch. That's what Congress is. You don't have to be the smartest in the room, but you got to know a lot about a, a, a number of things and be able to have that conversation, digest it quickly, understand what the issues are, make important decisions on the spot on how to vote and uh, and how to how to move the ball forward in this country, uh, how to be creative, how to find new solutions. We live in a, in a new time. We've got to we've got to think outside the box. So those things are really uh, uh, some of the things that I think really set me apart. Mm hmm. Well, you know, Allegheny County has gone through major change. I mean, I'm I'm 53 years old and I mean, in my lifetime, this is the first black mayor uh, in my lifetime. <laughs> you know, there have been candidates. Anybody's lifetime. First. Yeah. This, you know, Ed, Ed Ganey, uh, you know, is, is, is definitely made history here in Allegheny County. And I think, you know, that that says to me that voters are interested not so much in uh, color, but they're interested in substance, right? Because, you know, he he also had some very fresh new ideas you know, about infrastructure, you know, talking about the bridge, about voting rights, uh, about all of the things that were very important to the black community. Um, and I know it wasn't just the black community that voted for him, but it was the things that most people in Allegheny County cared about that uh, our former mayor, I guess, lost touch with. Um, so when you talk about, you know, the things that you've invested, you know, here in Allegheny County that I guess are part of your DNA, you know, not just something that you did for the sake of running for this, these, these various candidate spots. Um those are the things that I think people are ultimately going to, to be interested in. Like how much investment has he really made in our community? You know, once he gets this high profile position, is he going to forget about Allegheny County? Is he going to forget about, you know, the issues that face the black community? Is he going to forget about infrastructure? You know, is he going to play politics? You know, cause we hear this, you know, we hear this a lot, you know, well, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. And I think most people, you know, in the back of their minds are saying, well, you know, these are things that he has to say, but in reality, these are probably things that won't happen. Right. But to me, you know, since I've, you know, I've met you and I've, I've had an opportunity to get to know you, I, I, I believe that you're sincere in what you say. Right. Um, but how much do you believe? Fair question again, because, you know, we didn't script these questions. <laughs> but how much do you believe that you're going to be able to affect change should you become elected or yeah. will you have to play politics? 
Oh, I'm going to have to do both. Um, <laughs> you're not going to get things done if you can't play politics, but you've got to keep your eye on the ball. Look, um, Mayor, Mayor Ganey, everyone's, he's got a lot of weight on his shoulders. He's got a lot of great expectations. And uh, I know he has the tools to get things done. And I love it. I was out there with him the other morning on, uh, on, uh, in front of the coffee tree and we're fighting for workers' rights, make sure that uh, baristas are paid properly and get, get what they need in order to, to, uh, to have a livable wage and, uh, and he's, he's out there on the street. I mean, that's uh, certainly, look, Mayor Peduto, he had a good run. He made, a, he made great strides for Pittsburgh, not only locally, but, but nationally and internationally. And the city's a better place for that. But uh, it's Ed's time. And uh, Ed, Ed's, he's starting off with the people and uh, he'll always be with the people. And we'll, we'll have to remind him where to keep himself focused. But, you know, he wasn't planning on that bridge coming down, no matter what any conspiracy theorists think. Uh, that was not something anyone wanted. Um, that's the bus that I take to work. That 61 is the one I take to work that you saw in those pictures. And so that's going to cause great disruption. And he's got to figure out how to fix that problem. But it takes it takes a village. And um, it really does, Todd. It's it. He's not going to be able to do that alone. Fortunately, he had the president show up and we were, was able to ask the president to come in and help us fix this one bridge. But that's just one bridge of hundreds that are, are at risk right now. And so you and you got to ask yourself, if you're the congressperson, you got to work on the things that you're going to be able to affect change on. And that's something I could affect change on. Uh, I know the transportation uh, uh, regulatory system and, and laws because I was responsible for transportation legislation in the U.S. Senate for five years. I helped to build the 279 that goes out, the LRT out to the South Hills, helped to get, when I say build it, I wasn't physically doing it. I got the money the for $500 million with the Senator I was working for to, to enable that to be built. Um, took a lot of cars off the road. Um, we got the money to build the Martin Luther King East Busway. We redid the Bloomfield Bridge. That's an old bridge that's not gonna fall down anytime soon, thank goodness. Um, you know, I helped to get elected important people like uh, Governor Rendell and, and Governor uh, Governor Wolf, who put over a billion dollars into into uh, a bridge program to rebuild bridges in this country. But do you know, I'm not in this country, in this state. But do you know of the 1.2 billion dollars in that bridge program that was done four years ago? Only about I think five to seven hundred million was actually spent on bridges. The rest of that money was diverted elsewhere and didn't get spent on those bridges. So you've got to not only create the program, the authorization to do it, you've not only got to get the appropriation so you can say that the money can be spent, but then you've got to follow up. You've got to finish the whole, you've got to hold the hearings, you've got to make sure that those bridges are being built and stop the kinds of things that can happen. That was a local bridge, the Fern Hollow Bridge. That's a bridge that uh, that is not, does federal money does not build that bridge. There aren't, isn't a program to give the local, the local municipalities the money they need to fix those little byways that a lot of people go over every single day. And if you notice, the ones that are falling apart are the ones that have the little signs that say, this is a local bridge. It's not a PennDOT bridge. It's not a federal bridge. We've got to, I, if I'm elected, I'm going to work hard to make sure that we have a program uh, in, nationally that takes care of the local bridges because the localities are the ones that have the hardest time raising the money to make these kind of improvements. So that would be one of my priorities. And that's something that you can do as a congressperson. There are things you can't do as a congressperson. You got to know that. 
One of the things you have to do is you have to take care of your constituents and you got to do the hard work of running offices that are efficient, that are going to take care of the people who are not getting their Social Security checks or trying to figure out why they're not getting unemployment benefits. Older uh, senior Pittsburghers who are just trying to just trying to get by and have questions and can't figure out their cell phones. That's something that Mike Doyle's done really, really well. I hear it again and again, how he's helped veterans, how he's helped just regular Pittsburghers uh, get that what they're entitled to. And I'm going to make sure that our offices, and it's what I've done as a lawyer my whole life, that we take care of those people who really can't take care of themselves. Well, folks, you've got super lawyer Steve Irwin here, and he's clearly asking for your support. Steve, how can people find you if they want to ask questions and or support your campaign? Uh, well, Todd, thanks. I love the question. Thanks so much. Uh, so there's a number of ways you can help. I'm talking to you from our office, our headquarters, which we're just opening in East Liberty on, on Highland Avenue, uh, not from far from uh, the Obama High School. And uh, stop by, help us make phone calls, help us reach out to voters all through the district when we finally know what the district is. Uh, we really love it. Um, you can follow, take a look at us and steveforpa.com, and uh, that's a good start. I've got, we've got a Twitter feed, so you can check out our Twitter. We've got some really fun stuff there at Steve Irwin PA, uh, Steve Irwin PA, one word. And then Instagram, we're at Steve Irwin PA, and on Facebook, it's Steve Irwin PA. Um, we've got some great videos from people who in the community who I've known and worked with uh, for many, many years who can really know me and know uh, and really feel that I'm the right person at this point in time uh, to, to lead us and represent us and advocate for us in, in Washington, D.C. So I hope uh, everyone will do that. You can also contribute, of course. You know, the numbers just came out in this race for raising money for the first quarter. It shows you that over $750,000 was was uh, uh, was raised from from uh, the three from the four leading candidates uh, for this office, and uh, what that shows is that this is a very important race in this country. Um, a lot of people are going to be watching it, and uh, I'm proud to say that we led that that group of folks who were the four leaders in terms of uh, support that was shown for our campaign. Uh, not a dollar of that is is my own money. This is raised from people all over uh, all over this district and beyond. And uh, so, but it's expensive to run for, for, uh, for Congress. And so anyone who wants to help send your five bucks, your 10 bucks, your hundred bucks, whatever you're able to do, there are limits. Uh, no one can give more than $2,900, uh, but uh, money is, uh, enables us to get our message out to the 750,000 people who are in this district. And we want people to have all the information they need uh, so they can make a good choice for Pittsburgh. All right. Well, you know what, folks, this is an opportunity where, you know, you have probably one of one of the most important people in Pennsylvania uh, right here in the heart of East Liberty. Um, And he's inviting you to come to introduce yourself to him, to express what your concerns are. Um, And I I can't imagine, you know, a more sincere effort on his part to connect with uh with the issues that concern us here in Pennsylvania. So I would encourage you to visit Steve. Um, I've, I've known Steve for, for, you know, at least what a year, maybe a year or so. A little and, more and than Steve, that. Yep. Yeah. The it, pandemic, it, it all sort of gets murky. <laughs> I know it does get murky and I, you know, and I, I'm very impressed with his approach and, and I certainly support him in his campaign. Um, Steve, I want to thank you for, you know, for making time to come 
um, and visit with us to express your 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 issues, your, excuse me, your concerns, uh, your platform. I don't know how much your family is, that were from Florida are thanking you for moving them here to Pittsburgh in this inclement weather, but we're certainly glad to have them as well. Well, thanks, Todd. You uh, you know the fact that you do this and you you feature. Uh, important questions for this region and you ask great questions and you give everyone the opportunity to know as much as they can uh, about the candidates, about what these offices can do and what they can't do. And you promote candidates that can get the job done. And that's that's we're all going to be better off for that. So thank you so much for the opportunity to come back. Well, we're certainly better off here at Civil Action. Um, we want to thank Steve. We want to thank you know, all the people that support Steve and his, his support staff for, for making this opportunity happen. Uh, you know, you have Steve's contact information. Uh, if, if you like this show and you want to see others, certainly uh, reach out to Steve. Reach out to me. Let us know what your concerns are. And, uh, and with that, Steve, we want to thank you. Have a good day and stay safe throughout all this cold, crazy weather, okay? You got it, Todd. You too. Stay safe, everybody. Thanks. Okay, brother. Goodbye. We have to go to the root. We have to go to the cause. Dealing with the condition itself is not enough. And it is because of our effort.